When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I feel like I've earned the right to like, trust immediately when like something is said or when, like, or when something needs to be done. Like just, just knowing that Mikey, knowing who Mikey is should now dictate how I move, not whatever fear I may hold or whatever was done a long time ago, not like last week or whatever, but like I, I, I want trust to be the first thing that you go to before all the other things. Now check it out. Now look, the apple don't fall far from trees, right? I'm in the land of milk and honey with the bees, like, and if I'm ripping it, what I'm sowing with my seeds, like, now check it out. Hey y'all. Hey. Ha. I'm Mike. <laughs> and I'm Randy. And this is the Black Millennial Marriage Podcast, where we give you an uncensored look into all we're learning, unlearning, and loving about marriage in real time. Yes, welcome all. We are thankful that you tuned in. Continuing with our theme of plot twists, we are doing this episode on the concept of a second marriage uh-huh. in our first segment we're talking about how the rethinking infidelity tech talk got us talking about a second marriage yep second is our fight or flight where today i'm confronting mikey about breaking a promise he made i don't break promises so this is yes, bullshit. uh finally we'll wrap it up with our pda <laughs> segment where we show each other some love and or thank each other for something in particular yeah i need some love today so i'm looking forward to your pda and we hope you enjoy <laughs> and we're back all right so the backstory is after our after our <laughs> the fuck episode 90 about the first five episodes of the cheat code mm-hmm. nolika of, the, of raising rebels and also on the domino sound teams network whoop, whoop. um she asked us to watch the ted talk rethinking infidelity before we finished the cheat code and before we did another like review of it so if you're interested again the name of that ted talk is rethinking, rethinking infidelity who's about um esther peril rethinking infidelity a talk for anyone who has ever loved and you can find that on youtube yeah as soon as you type in rethinking infidelity yeah so if you wanted to take a moment real quick you can go find that listen to that and then come back it's about 21 minutes long yeah i watched it twice we watched it once together once and was yeah. enough for me <laughs> So we watched it together, like I said, and while the information about why people have affairs was interesting, what stuck out to us the most was the other ways that couples betray one another and the statistic that in a person's lifetime, they will have two to three marriages, sometimes with the same person and sometimes not. Yeah, the uh, the precursors to the cheating stuff was much more interesting or right. was the thing that stuck out most to us. And we had a very detailed talk 
about that, which led us to talking about the concept of a second marriage. Now, now normally when you hear a second marriage, you think marrying somebody else. Right. But- and we, Randy and I have had a conversation multiple times about this where I'm not getting married again. This is like it. Yeah. I'd be living in sin after this if this ended <laughs> uh, for any reason. If Randy were to pass, if I was to pass, no one's marrying my wife. Mikey, what? I'm just saying. So She's going to be alone forever, missing me. We... <laughs> so yeah like mike said like she she brought up that infidelity wasn't the only ways that you could portray one another mm-hmm. and yeah so like you said we yeah i, I feel like i'm being redundant what no, i don't even know what i was gonna say but yes yeah, so we we're talking this made us think less about having a physical sexual affair mm-hmm. with other people and more about about, about literal betrayal uh yeah. the concept of betrayal came up a couple of times when we were actually discussing the episodes from the cheat code mm-hmm uh, what's the definition of betrayal? Though? It's a noun, and it is the breaking or violation of a presumptive contract, trust, or confidence that produces moral and psychological conflict within a relationship amongst individuals, between organizations, or between individuals and organizations. Yeah, so we were talking about like the betrayal of trust, the betrayal of marriage, the sanctity of marriage, things that things that are along those lines. Right. Um, and though we do not exercise betrayal in that way, there are ways that we were able to. Randy was able to like pinpoint like, yeah, this could be a thing. Yeah. Uh, considering so we're going to talk about why we think we should start a second marriage yeah just go ahead and do it so uh we have two we have one reason each and so mike what is your one big reason about why you think we should start a new marriage so again coming off of the ted talk and thinking about how this could benefit us the number one thing that came to me was that we are big on growth Um, yes we are not a stagnant couple we are not a stagnant we're not stagnant apart from each other like we actually don't believe in just staying in one place and we're constantly working on building to be better and if we can pinpoint and identify something that's not working or something that's not serving us to the best of our ability we adjust like Mm -hmm. that's our that's our attitude in general so this concept of re re re-energizing your marriage reinventing it recommitting to it it kind of reminded me of the concept of why people do like marriage uh, vow renewals. Yeah. And so vow renewals, whenever I used to see it growing up, I never actually attended one. By see it, I mean like on TV. movies and uh-huh. TV and stuff. It was um, it was a, a, a second attempt at that ceremony, right? Like, remember, we got married because of this. This is how we felt back then. Now, who we are today, we're still willing to make those same commitments to each other. But, you know, the contract is amended. Like there's some there's some things that we need to adjust here, some things we need to refocus on or bring back to the forefront. And usually vow renewals, from my perspective, when I was growing up, also seeing them on TV or even like celebrities doing it, it's 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 something went wrong. You know, something's wrong. You like, well, someone really? says they're getting a vow renewal. At least that's yeah, and that's definitely something my mom also believes, and that's probably why I believe it, or like why I'm pr- why I'm prone to or used to be. Oh. Like something must have happened, and y'all are now trying to. Again? Right. Like, we need to do this again. Every and time I saw it, it was one of those, like, big years, like, oh, we've been married for yeah, 10 years, about so, like, old, 20 again. years, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think, I know, I think it's sweet either way. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think it's sweet either way, but I've always, it's always been, I've always, like, um, what am I trying to say? Been, like, weary? <laughs> no, I've just always thought that when I will see someone doing a viral renewal, it's because you're trying to remind yourself why you shouldn't break up. You know, or like why That's why this is worth doing again. Not, Not more of a celebration. Right. Okay. Not because I'm so happy to have done this with you for 10 years or 20 years. But I, because, I think it's a mixed bag. I could say I've probably because, seen both. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. 
I know. <laughs> but that's what I can read him. I always go. <laughs> it's like, oh, something wrong. Like, yeah, it's about to break but up. But... I, I also understand that's not, that's not ever always no. the case or always ever the case. And people just want to celebrate. And it's something worth celebrating. Those big years, that's mm-hmm. a big ass deal. So if we didn't have the wedding that we had, I could see us having a vow renewal mm-hmm. type. You know, now that we're in a different space, let's invite some more people out. Let's like celebrate. Let's spend some money. Because we've made it to a big milestone year. But I think for ours, this is not that episode. But I would like something way more intimate than what our wedding was. Our wedding was great. Really? But yeah. Like maybe something intimate, but like the party could be big, but the actual That's ceremony fair. type thing. I would like a destination ceremony with a Yeah, maybe somewhere like, yeah. Elsewhere. Like you got to get to us. And if you can. Then you're going to get like some fire shit, <laughs> which is how our wedding went. <laughs> right. The people who took the drive. None of them regretted it. Yeah, it was a good wedding. Okay, so anyway. So yeah, that so that's my thing. That was if I if I was to look at this like why would I want to put energy into revamping something? It would be because of the growth aspect of it. I think that our marriage always has room for improvement, mm-hmm. especially coming off of the years that we've come off of. And because we've been around each other more, the fog has lifted a little bit and all of the noise from like work and what we have to do has settled down and now we're coming into a space of what we need to be doing and what we should be doing and what we can do it's like i don't know i hate to it is what it like i feel like my my marriage has been neglected in certain ways because of what we had to do which is just kind of sad yeah so you know so the concept of a second marriage is coming into it with like how we did with the first one okay before it got affected by the world (laughs) okay yeah i hear you for me I think that we should start a new marriage because I think in our first marriage currently, we are on the road to betraying each other. And those other ways she mentioned in the TED Talks, on the TED Talks, she mentioned contempt being the ways couples betray each other, resentment, lying, like all these these feelings that feelings that are the result of withholding information and not being honest and so I am ready to and you I think highlight that, those specifically. Those are like the bigger ones. That, well, those are things that have come up throughout our 12 years of being together. Those are ways that when we're really angry with each other or really out of sync, those are the things that come up. Those are like that we're like displaying. Yes. Contempt, resentment. I always the, think, I see contempt more than anything. Like, it yeah. Is, yeah. Like, yeah. And resentment, not so much, at least with me, is not a thing that I feel. We, we've had those conversations. But when we had this talk and you brought up these things. Looking at it as who we are now, it seems it's such a it's a more serious thing than what it was in the earlier. I mean, it always felt serious to me, but it just felt like something that that was just going to have to happen in our relationship. That was just our thing. Yeah. But this by serious, I mean, like it felt like it's something that we had to go through, Mm. but it don't it didn't have to be something that like stuck around. Like, I I don't know. I'm starting to think that maybe it's just a thing that like happens i mean right i do think that that just that's part of being human but what i'm saying is i think that there are some things that are difficult for us to change or adjust or adapt to because we are constantly looking at our marriage as who we are right now like it's really difficult to try new things with who we are right now but potentially in a new marriage if we really approach moving forward this is a new marriage all that old stuff that wasn't working don't actually have to be here so like what would new people do in this situation, like I feel like it's almost like role playing. You can, which do, I've always wanted do. to do with you. <laughs> Randy's not big on role playing, y'all. Mike, because <laughs> Randy I know started you. laughing 
the moment I know you we start we'd have playing. to get like do like whole ass costumes like I need you to be what? you gotta be wear like you need to be in something nah I wanna do the you whole let me in... approach you at the bar situation we can do that's that like, like that's what I mean like we would have to do something that is interactive this at home walk in <laughs> I'm supposed to look at you like you this whole new person <laughs> it don't work for me let's no, meet like once somewhere. the baby sleep and the door closed you're not go, you can't just jump into another woman in your head I can't but I can't at the bar Whenever we can go back out. What's your your alter ego and like girl name? Danny. That's tr- okay. Danny need to go to a bar. Danny can't be around no baby and be expected to be jump out. But okay. what I'm saying is, I'm thinking that in this, if we approach moving forward, seeking re- resolutions as a second marriage, this is new. We can be open to doing new things and to not betraying each other in these ways that who we are right now we're likely to do. And check. you don't have to adopt the attitude of oh i'm about to create a second marriage to do these things you can't just do these things well this is just one reason why i think we should i think we should because right now we just we're not heading down that path we're just too routine like we like we're always up to change and growth like you said but a lot of our things are i think we were up for change and growth through the the perspective of who we were and not necessarily who we are today or what best serves us tomorrow Mm. it's just there's a lot of history here you know like it's Which it's hard be, not to go based off of history, what you knew. but mm-hmm. it's so, but it's so infuriating because I hear you when we have arguments and I hear myself when I say it, but back then this, I'm like nigga, that was, but like, that's the only thing that you can like draw on, right. you know, to, to make, to make a connection to understanding what's going on. But we are not who we were back then. So I just, I don't know. I think that this approach is just different. I like, I like that. Thank you. So some pros and cons to a new marriage, because when we were talking about it in our production meeting, we were like, okay. This is going to be, we need to talk about this because <laughs> there are some evident pros and cons and some that we hadn't thought about when we first watched the Rethinking TED Talk, Rethinking Infidelity TED Talk. So we have one con between us and two pros between us or two cons between us, Lord Jesus, and two pros between us. I love you. It's not even your fault that you don't know numbers. <laughs> Mikey, word, what is your first con to, to this concept of starting a new marriage, your second marriage? All right, so I'm going to lay this out for y'all so I don't have to make this analogy later. I think of it as um, either it's like working on a fixer-upper versus a turnkey, right? So the con of anything new or rebuilding something is that there's more work that needs to be done. It don't look like it on the surface, but there's some rotting in the foundation, which means we got to like change out some cement under the steps that we thought was perfectly fine when all we wanted to do was like switch out the front door. It don't make sense. No. All right. What are you saying? Like with like with a house renovation. Okay. When they go and they say, okay, we want to fix this one problem. And then the person comes and they find all these oh, other there's issues. Something, yes. Like y'all have ants yes. and rats. Termites and, <laughs> oh, like your this pipe. house was built pre nineteen ninety one, which means on top of a pipe, so we actually can never renovate your, your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so so no, worried. we can't take out that load bearing pillar so that you can have an right. open concept because your you house actually... will fall. <laughs> so you're saying you're I'm worried saying that one of my one of the cons to it because regardless of all of that shit, they don't care. They end up still doing the work because yeah. it needs to be done, right? Some of it, yeah, or so, they move. It's or just, they move the the con to a restructuring is just there's more work and i fear a loss of the progress that we've made we've put in a lot of hours to get Labor. to a lot of stuff that we finally got to and deconstructed and broken down and so many conversations yeah um that i either wanted to or didn't want to have that led to more conversations that you know like we've been through so many growing pains already i kind of the hesitant side of me is like i don't want to 
pain no more. Right. Like we have a perfectly functioning house. You can't see the the rot in is the it foundation. perfectly functioning though i believe it perfectly functioning. so it's why do we call these people to why do we call these people why do we call the house hunters if it's perfectly because we wanted to update we wanted upgrades because <laughs> the house because can it's function, not but functioning like, it'll it'll work for today for, you know for this, this day it don't age. work for the new the new us yeah like it still got jail bars on the window <laughs> and people don't do that no more but jail bars keep people out i like jail bars i mean they they <laughs> not get, don't even start on the house you grew up in uh, <laughs> we had jail bars, you say you like jail bars ain't nobody ever break into our house that's all i'm saying because why would you want to i mean right not jail still. bars on the window i mean not on our windows but i <laughs> yeah. think that they actually are effective for anybody who may not know what jail bars are those are those big they are actual bars, like bars black that, bars on windows that are that are over the the side windows of houses front windows to keep out intruders they are bolted to the frame of your house. Yeah, ain't no taking them things off. Nah. Ain't no entry if you don't want to be heard. They are not always the prettiest looking. At all. But they function. They keep your kids inside. And people out. Ain't no little boys going to break in and try to talk to your daughter when, you know. He talk really to the was. window. So that's why the girl had to sneak <laughs> out. You know, that's what it is. So you're, you're worried about. The labor. Yeah, the new labor. Because we have so many things happening. Yeah, I get it. But I. But that's the thing, though. It's just like in that same analogy. The work has to get done, so it doesn't matter. Like, I got to do it. Either going to do it or move. So, and I don't want a new house with new problems. I want to fix the problems. <laughs> we want new, new problems. Yeah. Well, my con was, is newlywed woes all over again. So, similar to yours, being a newlywed, and in a lot of cases, people still consider us newlyweds, but that first year of being a newlywed, of, of, Going from being just boyfriend and girlfriend to spouses really is a big change. People think, oh, it won't change. We've lived together already. We've talked about this many times. It does change. I don't know if it's psychological. At that time, Randy, we, we went through a couple of different shifts. You stayed with me for a little while in my college dorm, but you hadn't lived with me. Mm-hmm. You stayed with me for a little while at my mom's, and I stayed with you a little while. But you didn't. we didn't live together. You knew me, but you ain't know my tendencies. You didn't know how serious But even when we moved like. in together, we had lived together for a year before we got married, and... It still changed. At that we point, had, we were still doing stuff that's like, oh, no, that don't bother me so much. <laughs> it do. But it now that <laughs> I got to stay with you for the rest of my life. You got to cut that shit out. <laughs> you, I can't do this. I actually can't live like this. It's not cute. So that's what I'm. Yeah. That's one of my cons is like with a second marriage or anything new, like you said, there there is this fear that we will go through that same process again. Because that first year was hard. I'm tell you right now, I have a feeling that we 100% will be going through that same thing. That first year was hard. But we we did it. So we, we know that we can. Well, we have a healthier, we have a, we have a more advanced toolbox. Mm-hmm. Um, we, when we first did marriage counseling, premarital counseling with, uh, Randy's aunt and uncle, mm-hmm. they, 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 they gave us the analogy of like a toolbox. You can't use a hammer on stuff that requires a screwdriver. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work the same. Like we have a, a much more advanced set of tools, I think, so that when it comes to what it looks like moving forward, it'll be a healthier, adjustment mm-hmm. when we have those same conversations because before it was like I, I don't know like i'm asking you to to drill this in and you only got that little screw that ikea thing <laughs> where you turn the what allen wrench uh, yeah <laughs> that don't work here um <laughs> and you can force it mm. it's still it's not gonna go all the way in like i need you to so i don't know i i that yeah that is gen that's a concern for sure but the hopeful side of me is thinking 
Okay, so let's Maybe get into your not. pro. What is your pro <laughs> for starting a new marriage? Because you're getting real hopeful. Oh, my pro? Mm-hmm. New energy, man. Okay. That same rebuilding analogy. So, like, after <laughs> God. you do the shit, you got a nice house. Yeah. With a pool and an open concept kitchen with marble countertops. Lord, I might let it go. And backsplash. Please drop it. And cabinets with, like, see-through <laughs> glass and a TV Mike. on your fridge. What? Does this analogy not help? You don't have to keep doing it. But that's where I was. <laughs> <laughs> so you're interested. So, no, new energy and and rebuilding. Um, there is something to be said about the feeling you get from, like, the satisfaction of, like, a hard day's work, right? Sometimes, sometimes even on a lazy day, you, you're unhappy with how you were lazy that day. Mm-hmm. Le- like, flashback to Mother's Day 2020. I was bored there was at a the, point. The, the point was for Randy to, like, go sit still. Randy came outside and was like, I'm bored. And I just, I laughed my ass off. I've been, you know, I kept Drew away from her. Randy wasn't supposed to change his diapers or do nothing like that. But there's something to be said about the feeling you get from working. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there's a word for this. Um, work ethic i don't know no no no. Like, there's probably like a like a, a word for what this term is called when you like just the satisfactory the satisfactory feeling you get from doing work and how that makes your space different i i like working with you and In, introducing this podcast into our relationship definitely shifted our relationship mm-hmm. when we started working together as teens it shifted our relationship when we start whenever we do something together we had a baby shifted our relationship we mm-hmm. got a place together shifted our relationship we joined accounts shifted like so like when we work together, there's like a there's always a positive outcome to it. Okay. And the rebuilding and having like a new energy around is the pro that I'm looking forward to. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So my pro is radical. This is radical and preventative, which is not what we usually do. It is. We're usually radical, but we aren't necessarily preventative. We react really well. We're but proactive. No. We're proactive. Mm. We're, I wouldn't say we're 100% preventative, but I do think we're proactive. Okay. We think ahead. We, we may not think. act. We, we think don't ahead. execute. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like this is a this is a radical way that we are choosing to execute moving forward. You think it's excessive? This is our marriage. <laughs> are we doing too much? This is our marriage. No. Ain't no such thing as doing too much for your marriage, in my opinion. Okay. That's fair. And somebody feels the same way, don't get married again to your spouse. <laughs> or is anyone else but nah, keep no, down the um, same trail you going if you happy i mean it, right if it's fine but i think it's radical and preventative and we're not just waiting for like the landmark years these the seven year itch or the 10 year itch you put a lot of fear into me with that conversation well only because i, I, never knew I about hear that. when that we don't know many married couples but the married couples that we met along the way and that we come into contact with and who are divorced are still together or still together they talk about these issues and I'm not saying this is even a, a way to avoid it. Like maybe there's no way to avoid certain things, but I think that and choosing not to and choosing not to just accept, Oh, we just been married for four years in our fifth year now that we can just put this off, put these little inkling, subtle feelings that we have about how we treat each other and what we need to change. We can just put it off because we're still so new. I think that that's dangerous and it's radical for us to, like deal with it now so that we don't maybe we don't have these same cliche problems people are having at the 17 20 year mark you know so and that makes me happy i think that's a pro like we are possibly getting ahead of potential problems not only that but addressing things in our relationship that that are necessary for us to change i started thinking i like that actually that's a, that's a good point um 
But just the reasoning behind this whole second marriage thing is is the concept goes into people change like throughout their marriage. Mm-hmm. We are not the same people we were when we first said, I will. We are we have changed. We are not the same people who met in middle school. Mm-hmm. We are not the same people who dated in high school. We are not the same people who struggled through college. Mm-hmm. We are different people today, even who we were a couple months ago because of like how, how things go. I, I think that the revamping is a good I just think it's a good idea just in general. Yeah. That that old saying why why do today what you can put off till tomorrow? I'll put off to tomorrow what you can do today. Is it because I must be learn that one backwards? <laughs> no, 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 no. No. The asshole in me heard it and flipped it. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, you mean why do today what we can put off till tomorrow?" No, Mike. So No, like that that attitude or you know that that mindset was always a dangerous thing when it came to anything. Like why apply it to your marriage? Mm-hmm. why not do something today instead of putting it off till tomorrow because if well, you yeah, keep putting I it mean, off till tomorrow then it's always you know big. yes one one of the things she talked about in the ted talk was people who have affairs usually have affairs because of this feeling of i mean some it's, it's a range of feelings she went through but wanting to have passion and autonomy and longing they, was yeah one of them and- um they want something new. These are people who have been good all their life and they're, they, you know, they want to be wild or or they've come in close contact with death or, you know, someone in their family has died or or they've yeah. lost something and it's made them think like, is this it? You know, and so they want to go out and they want to go out and do things. They want to go out and have affairs. Right, hood rat shit with their friends. <laughs> they want to go out and they want to have affairs. And she was saying if people put even a tenth of this of, of that this, energy into their, into their marriage then they wouldn't even be needed to have her counsel about how to reconcile from an affair and that just really just got me thinking about like let's not wait let's not wait let's just do it now let's just do it now and really because call. you got grievances right well it's, I got grievances. it's not even just that i have it is that i have grievances That's but one it's of also saying, one I, of the reasons. I told you the other day or when we watched this when we first reconciled way back when about that ex and like we and that was episode two if anyone hasn't heard but we realized that that had to change and we needed some like for us to stay together in a way that was healthy because in that way that felt like a second relationship moving forward that was not was. the same relationship it was when we first started dating no, it was 15. Completely different. but i told you before that big blowout happened and you're driving all the way to wooster and all this drama before that happened i had had like this subtle thing in the back of my head for years and I just kind of push it off because it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't like I. It wasn't the 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 normal toxic that you right. Would see. Everybody it else, was, you ain't beating me. You're not mean. You're not abusive. You know, maybe a little emotionally, but it wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't like nah. you were emotionally negligent, but which is a form of abuse, you know, because neglect was also a form of betrayal. Yes, you knew that things were wrong. But you were like, well, if you ain't gonna say nothing, I ain't gonna say nothing. But that's, that's that's what I'm saying. I didn't know that things were wrong, and to me, it didn't feel wrong. And if you're not communicating anything is wrong with you, because if something is wrong, then then the actions change. We definitely had conversations about some of the things that were, not everything. I will, to be fair, some of the things that had been bothering me we was kind of like, oh, we'll just deal with it, you know, or we'll just they just weren't handled in the way that they were after we really had that talk and we really reconciled. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that it was just you. I was a liar. Like, I was trying to be cool and trying to be this cool girlfriend and trying to be this fun-loving person that I wasn't. And when it concerns what I was accepting in our relationship, and I wasn't honest. And that's a betrayal, too. Like, I'm I'm having you out here in the wind, you know, thinking you good when 
I think you ain't shit. But I ain't saying I ain't saying that to you. I ain't saying that to you. So it's not all on you. But what I'm saying is that inkling, that subtle something's not right. I feel that now, and it doesn't mean that we're gonna break up or that I don't love you or like you or want you. It's just that I promised myself after we reconciled that last time that I would say, "Hey, I don't really know." what it is but i know something ain't right and let's fix this now so that five years from now we not having another blowout thing and for me i think right now it's well that's going into our (laughs) well so for me i think that's a i think that it's that that's a lot of things and that's going into your point about how you want to manifest a second marriage so how do you want to manifest it well coming off of everything you just said this is Swear to God, we ain't playing this, y'all. We're really organized <laughs> with our thought process. We're trying, y'all. Um, nah, this was just really linear. Um, coming off of everything you just said, I think that when it comes to this approach, the most important thing in manifesting in my mind is rebuilding trust and adjusting that communication. Um, just as you said, in our first relationship, there was a lot of just kind of going along, going with the flow trying to figure out still who we wanted to be. In our second relationship, we were a little bit more established. Then we got married. And then that needed to be reestablished. We went through a lot of shifts after the first year. Um, But there are still some things that are being harbored based off of the first relationship, second relationship, or the first marriage. Um, Things like what? Like. What do you mean by rebuilding trust and adjustment? I I want you to be able to take me at face value Mm -hmm. because i feel like i've earned that and i feel like my actions throughout our throughout our entire relationship and more specifically who i am today is is what we should be talking about is what the focus is i feel like i have earned the right to certain stuff i feel like i've earned the right to like trust immediately when like something is said or when like or when something needs to be done like just just knowing that mikey knowing who mikey is should now dictate how I move, not whatever fear I may hold or whatever was done a long time ago, not like last week or whatever, but like I, I I want trust to be the first thing that you go to before all the other things. So what what needs um, to happen outside of me doing that? Like have is there anything to, well tied into that, I like I said we when we talked about it, it was like creating a space for that to happen. So that means talking about what that looks like. What is it gonna take to get to that point? And really just what action needs to be taken to to create that space because that is my goal ultimately that's what that's what i want i think that is definitely something that would make me happier um because nobody wants to be like second guessed or questioned and and what does that look like like, to you i'm I'm asking for us uh example like what is me trusting you immediately or or at face value looks like to you to make you feel like it's rebuilt or that it's there I don't know. I I think that's something that we got to like talk about. I'm not really sure specifically, but it's like, um, I don't know. I think part of it is. So when we first started dating, if I said something, you just believe you believe me. Right. And that could have been because of I don't know who you were trying to be at the time or just because that's just how you felt about whatever. I thought you were trustworthy. Yes. And do you not feel that way now? I don't not feel like you're not trustworthy. So but the but the reality is after years of whatever, if I say something, that's just not the case anymore. That's not the space Say that we're coming like from. It's it, like anything. Like if, if I would have, I don't know, like hypothetically, not hypothetically. All right. So when I was younger, I'm saying I'm going to a place. You'd be like, okay, cool. And that's just like mm-hmm. the end of the conversation. I go to the place. I do my stuff and I'm home. I tell you I'm home. And, you know, like that's just the end of it. Now it's like, if, like I'm going here and it's a whole bunch of other stuff. 
or like any, like other concerns start to come in a way. Like you don't already know that I'm going to drive safe or I'm going to like be careful. You know, okay, stuff like so that. that's that's always really interesting to me, and that that always sucks when you say that because you also said that in our first marriage counseling session. Like I'm not telling you I don't to know be how safe. To... I'm not, I'm, and it's fine if. <laughs> I'm not telling you to be safe because I don't trust that I you know, know that, that but you... we've had that conversation but it's I'm, just but, like you, you're pushing me to like to, I, I can't think of a specific babe, it's thing fine. Right the, now the example that you came up with is fine for me I just mm-hmm. I'm just trying to explain it's not a trust issue with me it's what I'm saying it's a for me it's an endearing thing hey no, that's but why also, I was trying to like relate a, it back to what trust was defined as to you in the past and how that's not what it looks like today and the only reason I asked for more information was because you put this down as how we are manifesting a second marriage and i wanted to understand if rebuilding trust and adjustment and communication what does that look like to you and in what ways what what would that look like newly as opposed to in the past and the past it, New, it, it me, looks like to, to me newly it would look like the the way that it looked like when it was positive in the past is what i would want because i don't feel it presently like how okay and then i, I asked you what ex- what experience or what does something happen where you don't feel it positively that i trust you and so I couldn't think of an instance offhand, which is why I brought up the whole, like, just taking the word immediately versus questioning. Okay. Okay. So that is how you want to manifest it. Rebuilding trust and adjustment and communication. Yeah. What do you think that will take? Just what, trial and error? Or? Yeah, it's going to be a little bit of trial and error, a little bit of, take a little bit of just faith. <laughs> a lot of, maybe a lot of, like, blind faith. It's obviously going to take work. It's going to take conversations. Situations got to happen and. This is going to have to be moments where it'd be like, this is where we're practicing this. Um, don't, I don't know. I think that's, yeah, that's it's mostly just kind of seeing what happens, trial and error, practicing and just being aware that this is the new attitude that we're adopting with approaching this. Okay. Um, thank you. For me, manifesting a second marriage um, looks like marriage counseling, which is what we have started already. We aren't completely prepared to talk about it quite yet because we have only done one session another one coming up soon but that and because you know there's mediation there's an objective audience um objective objective person who can who doesn't know us outside of what we tell them um maybe if they listen to the podcast because because she does know that we have one but like she there's no she just has an objective view where she can like just help mediate some things like rebuilding trust and adjustment and communication like you pointed out and also just being honest about my own fears and not just fears but like triggers new triggers that'll come up because for instance while in while in quarantine new triggers have arised or like i'm realizing that you know drew's a toddler now and we have to figure out ways to communicate with this girl to get her to listen because toddlers don't listen and Mm -hmm. while they love us we think they don't listen and the yelling you know we all yell we're all trying to get each other's attention we're all trying to get her to stop trying to kill herself and but like realizing why i have a reaction when you yell as opposed to if i'm yelling and taking that back to being a kid with my dad yelling and not that that was always violent but it just always freaked me the fuck out and i ain't like it but it was effective and like little things like that and you know why am i more likely to intervene when y'all are beefing or you know when you're trying to parent as opposed to you don't really intervene when i'm when it's just like me solo with her um mainly because she do treat us a little differently but kids do that with parents but just being honest about like my fears about also which i brought up a while ago off mic you know me changing and evolving and learning to be self-compassionate and so and have self-confidence and like what does that mean for you will you still like me if i don't think i'm small will you still like me if i if i am ambitious you know or 
or moving in a direction of like power that I want to be in, in terms of entrepreneurship and whatever goals I have, as opposed to, do you just, do you like me if I'm just, I don't know, insecure and not confident and all these things. So just being honest about those things, I think is how I hope to do my part in manifesting a second marriage. I like that. I'm I'm looking forward to what comes from marriage counseling. Um, it's not something that we've done before. And again, it is one of those things that we're doing together, which is always transformative for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I think nerves kind of started entering because we've had our first session and we're coming up on our next. And, you know, after the the fluff like of introductions, then you start getting into like doing shit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nervous about what doing shit looks like, but I think that I don't know. I think that'll be good for us. Yeah, me too. So I definitely think that'll be helpful with going into our second marriage. I agree. All right. All right. Also, engagement. Are you interested in a second marriage? What would that look like to you? And also, watch the Rethinking Infidelity TED Talk on mm-hmm. YouTube or TED or TED the TED Talk website, and let us know your thoughts. Shoot us an email at blackmailmare at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 770-750-4098. You can also, as always, hit us up on social media with the details. We want to hear from you. We do. So please, let us know. All right. It's time for Randy and Mike's Fight or Flight. They've held it in all week, but you gon' hear it tonight. Don't really matter who is wrong or right, because it's fight or flight. So my fight is I'm confronting you about breaking a promise you made. So on Mother's Day, it was great. You did your part. You did your best to do what you could for me, considering that I couldn't get sent off like I got to last year to Mm -hmm. get away from said baby and said husband. But you also said that we would spend Mother's Day putting some of the newer movies from your hard drive and my computer on your PlayStation. So we, Mikey has every PlayStation. He has all types of PlayStations, and in our bedroom is the PlayStation 3. And on the PlayStation 3 are a whole bunch of movies that have been on there since college. Since I first got it in 2012. Since college. We were in college at that time. 2011. And since college. And they're the same oh, 50, yes. 60 movies, A through Z. Uh-huh. And I said, Mike, we get so many movies from Mama. My mom. Anyway, we get so many movies. <laughs> she illegally pilots. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Uh, and does rips of newly released movies that have been released to DVD or Blu-ray or are still in theaters. No, she don't. And we <laughs> and uh-huh. I'm like, can we put some of these movies on the PlayStation? Because I am tired of when it's time to pick a movie going through the same 60 that I've been on there since 2011. It's 2020. He tells me the night before Mother's Day, hey, today we're going to do this. Uh-huh. It's going to take a minute, but we're going to do it. Uh-huh. Cool. It is now May 17th. Okay. He has not done this or made any attempt to, to my knowledge. And mm-hmm. the same 50, 60 movies are still on his PlayStation 3. They are. That have been there since 2011. Okay. And let's just count. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Nine years. Mm-hmm. But Armageddon is timeless. Mikey. <laughs> Y'all, I can name all these movies. You A through Z. Could, then, Armageddon. I keep them Apollo in 13. <laughs> I got Apollo 13 on there. Yes, you do. Do You don't? I do. Armageddon. Mm Mm-hmm. All the Sherlock's. Mm Mm-hmm. All the X-Men. Except the most recent, except the last two most recent ones. Nah, first class was the last one. Because after 2012, he stopped adding them. I did. No, after 20, 
15 that's not bad yeah they're the same movie so that's the thing he'll add a few movies it's that he hard wants. to do i don't it's I, a long process okay but you told me i did so i, I told you it's going before. to be a process but it's going to take some time but we're going to do it nowhere on mother's day was there time to do you could have made time it's mother's day you controlled that day I couldn't have because your child requires. Don't put, don't a put lot. it on her. Don't put it on her. It, it, Bring her in the room. Got you. Okay. We could have switched rooms. Obviously, if Drew was not a factor, this would have gotten done. If this wasn't a factor, you probably wouldn't even have promised, and I would never still get these new movies on this PlayStation. Okay. Okay. So, are you fighting or fighting? I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> what? I apologize for not switching oh. out the movies. So you're fleeing. Yes. So are you going to switch them out? Yes. No, you're not. I will. Before the next time we record an episode, I'll switch out the movies. An indie or a fool? The fool. Okay. Okay. Y'all heard it here. Y'all heard it here. And I will be bringing up, following up with y'all. Because, you know, y'all, with these fighter flights, sometimes shit don't change. Mikey still pop his toes. Randy's still unclean. He still... <laughs> That's not nah, dude, true. <laughs> I had to stop talking I about the cleaning the stuff. Kitchen. Because I cleaned the kitchen so well last week, y'all, week before last. She did. Killed that shit. That he thought I bought a new trash can. It did I actually, look like she bought a new Mikey, trash can. Yeah, Mikey lid. clean. We'll say that. He'll, he's the most likely yeah, to clean. Yeah, Mikey clean. Okay. But when it concerns cleaning. What you mean? I clean the trash can. You skip the trash can each time, but it's filthy. Uh-huh. That's what I mean. Got you. You thought it was new. Did you buy a new trash Randy can? Randy bought a new trash can asleep. lid and tried how, to make how? it seem like how? she did a deep cleaning on the trash can. <laughs> I don't know. It's a Walmart trash can. So when Obviously, I clean, you just went to Walmart and got a be, new trash can. It be superior when type she do. cleanliness. Uh-huh. Every once in a while. But I do clean. It do be superior. But what you haven't done is stop popping your toes. I can't. And stop snoring. Yes, you can. I can't stop doing either of those things until <laughs> stuff get done. I got to lose weight to stop snoring. Well, uh, and I can't stop popping my toes because of blood flow. Mikey. What you want me to do? Stop it. Randy, when I fight. stand up, my toes pop. Mikey, I don't know what, it's disgusting. what do you want from me. You stretch them like hands. Stop. Because that's what you do when your hands are tight Mikey. and tense. You stretch them and sometimes your knuckles crack. So. It's just the things that you nitpick or Mikey, that you don't like nitpick. about me. It's, it's just it's like Mike, you don't know what it's like living with someone forever. I have lived with myself forever. That's different. You've learned to love yourself unconditionally. I have. From birth to now. Mm-hmm. I am learning. You, oh, you still have conditions. The toe bopping <laughs> is a conditional <laughs> love. It just makes thing. me. It makes me just. But that was a fight brought up episodes ago last mm-hmm. season, and it hasn't changed. So what my point well, is, I don't pop them in your fights, ear or on There you. are some fights that we have that we put out here. I think it's great. You mm-hmm. think you would think there will be reconciliation and real change. Some of these fights, they just don't. But because we've already said it as a fight, uh-huh. we don't bring it back up. So you're saying that with this fight, you're actually going to change something. Yes. Okay. PDA. <laughs> it's your first. Mm. It's your first. Um, what do I what do I have for you today? You said you would use this old PDA. Well, the people don't know it's old. No. But. Um, <sighs> Randy. Mm-hmm. So we have, for the first time in a long time, had alone time. Uh-huh. Um, just you and I, and I I want to say this in a in a respectful way. What? Uh, I'm trying to. Can I form my? Way? <laughs> I said what I said. I want to say this in a respectful way. Okay. You're good at sex. <laughs> um. You, 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 you do quality work. 
uh you show your work um really neat handwriting you stay inside the margins oh my you, god <laughs> you, you do nasty. quality work thank you quality work thank I, you. I tip my hat to you i don't wear hats <laughs> anymore but if i did i'd tip them um nothing i, I love <sighs> you and when the baby is not around it goes down and the best way and i love you i love you i too. do i really appreciate you i had fun today thank you well my pda What's i would start keeping track of things but i always forget but my pda is um, we both gotta do better we do oh so today i've been asking mikey to do yoga with me because men do yoga these athletes out here they ain't out here just doing body weight stuff they gotta do a whole range of stuff stretch their bodies and to and to just hit different parts. You can't just be doing the same shit if you won't change. Mm-hmm. And so I've been asking Mikey to do yoga with me because he has these back pains and these aches. And I'm like, dude, just do some yoga with me. So this morning, you brought it up all on your own and said that you would do some yoga with me. And you did 20 minutes of yoga with me. You did the beginning one and then you did an energizing one. And it was really nice. I mean, it sucked, but... Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed my. You enjoyed the act, but it was really nice that you um, brought it up yourself and that you did two videos with me. It wasn't my intention to do twenty minutes of yoga, but you also like said that you would do another one, and I appreciate it. It was nice, and I like doing new things with you. And we have never done yoga together. We've worked out together. Mm-hmm. We're that couple, but we have never done like something like that together. So that was nice. And I really, no really kidding, man. You. <laughs> it's it's hard not to we have time when you have time you can do the things you couldn't do but no I, I definitely enjoyed doing it with you i did not enjoy the feelings and the struggle that's just me but, like i told you, you gotta start in a different way like you start with the yoga stretches as opposed to like the yoga yoga, yoga. <laughs> you gotta graduate to the yoga yoga when we gonna start doing hot yoga i hear that's a thing where you when do yoga at 200 this pandemic is no longer a pandemic okay because the last thing I want to do is be in a room full of a whole bunch of people with COVID nineteen swirling around. How are we make it? How are we gonna make it hot? Just put some heaters around us or something. I don't know. Do get a tent. I don't know if that's how it works. No, a tent. Yeah, we get a tent in the house and put, put a heater in the tent. In the tent. Yeah. <sighs> Fight or flight. I is that a bad idea? What's wrong like, with that idea? You're not gonna put a, t- a heater in the tent. It's not. We're not building a campfire in the tent <laughs> in the house. It's a heater. They don't just light on fire if they. You know, you gotta have something in front of it. No, I don't think it's a good idea, babe. But thank you. You're welcome. I have I have thoughts. The Black Millennial Marriage Podcast is on Domino Sounds Network. Yes, sir. New episodes will be every Monday and Thursday. The Black Millennium Marriage Podcast Fight or Flight Jingle was created by Ebony Janae at Janae Jingles. Details are in our show notes. For ad-free, extra and exclusive content, no matter what you pledge, head over to patreon.com slash Marriage. We are now and still available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Rate us. Five stars. If you enjoyed this episode, we are currently at 300-something ratings on iTunes, Apple. We uh-huh, would love uh-huh. to get to 500. We want to get to five. Don't know why. It's just a good number. It's a nice, clean number. And enough of y'all need gross listening. So if you <laughs> and we know a lot of at least ten thousand of y'all listen on Apple. So uh-huh, uh-huh. if y'all could just go ahead over and do that. And and do that. Do, and do, do that, that. that. We would really appreciate you. Thank you very much in advance. Be sure to check out our website, 
www.blackmillennialmarriage.com. Yes, it's still beautiful. You can catch episodes there. I got to update, y'all. Come on, check it out. Tell me what you think because I uh-huh, work uh-huh. really hard on it. I we mean, we did. Hard. We work really hard on it. Mikey picked the colors. Mikey picked the colors. Follow the social <laughs> media platforms. <laughs> On Instagram, we are Black Millennial Marriage. On Facebook, we are Black Millennial Marriage Podcast. On Twitter, we are at underscore the Chapmans. Thank you again for listening, y'all. As always, be blessed. Don't settle. Fight clean. Peace. Root Insurance puts you in control. Root is a new type of car insurance that uses the sensors in your smartphone to look deeper than other insurers. Here's how it works. Download the Root app, hit the road, and we'll take care of the rest. The app measures your driving behavior, like turning and braking, and gives you a custom rate based primarily on your driving. The better you drive, the better your rate, meaning good drivers could save hundreds. Visit joinroot.com today to get started. Disclaimers may apply. See joinroot.com for details. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.